Welcome back to Music is My Medicine. We are finally back at Rhythm Life Records after long months spending the lockdown. And to celebrate that, we have brought to the studio a very special guest. She's a truly international woman who lived on three continents before she even turned 14. Her charismatic and magnetic voice opened doors to many collaborations with Afro-Latin, funk and jazz bands. Over the years, she has also built a solid solo career, which has allowed her to win the 2017 edition of Lucas Award. And very recently, her song called Alma Seca was featured on the globally famous show Killing Eve. Let's give a warm welcome to Juanita Euka. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh my God, thank welcome. you very much. Juanita, thank you so much for coming. How are you? I'm so excited and thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me here. I'm feeling good and thank you for the beautiful introduction. That was really lovely. Oh, thank it's you. It's all about you. It's all true. <laughs> it's all true. It's all true. <laughs> so how have you been? How is lockdown treating you? So lockdown's been a, also a mixture of events, definitely. A mixture of events. Is, is, we are going through on a global scale. But obviously, um, for me and my peers, it's been difficult at the beginning because, you know, we've lost a lot of work. As, um, as musicians, that's a work to be with people, being on stage, you know, being with the bands and, and, and all my peers. And that's been really difficult, I'll say, and challenging throughout this period. And, you know, we're just trying to be as creative as possible, doing music at home or yeah. just trying also keeping each other positive. It's not an easy time, but at the same time, We've been able to just like work within, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, I have heard that lockdown was actually quite busy for you. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not only the, the the whole coronavirus situation wasn't necessarily about cancelling things, but quite some new opportunities came your way. Can you tell me more about it? Well, it was it, it was uh, all that started at the beginning of this year, really. Um, um, so. There's, there's a song that basically I'll explain the story how I have to start all the way from January. Let's rewind. Yeah. <laughs> so when I, I, I began the year um, playing for my good friend called Eliane Correa, who is also the band leader of Wara, the band that mm -hmm. I'm in as well, the Latin project. And she has her band called Eliane Correa y la Evolución Orquestra, mm -hmm. which we played at, um, at Ronnie Scott's downstairs Ooh. and you know me and Ellie we've been playing Ellie La Evolución for many many years upstairs on a Friday night every mm. other Friday we have Ooh. like a gig there is a salsa salsa night so we also celebrate a lot of the Cuban music and things like that mm -hmm. and yeah it's all been exciting with Ellie you know for for many many years until we played downstairs this year you know and she sold out wow. and we had singers um there was Manu manuela panuzzo mm -hmm. yasmin quintana who was also the lead singers not just me so all the singers and a whole big big band so when we played that night i decided to have a break because i had a really hectic year 2019 you know it was just like and also was coming my birthday so i decided to go on a break and i went to mallorca while i was in mallorca leah um, who's a drummer um, she's from Venezuela and she lives in London she's a very good friend of mine mm -hmm. gives me a call and says I'm part of a, this agency and they're looking for a singer and they're looking for a, like a band and, and I was like great okay it's for a TV series she said but I didn't, she did, I didn't know what it was so they called again and saying um, oh um, um, can you do this day or what day so we arranged the dates because I was going to be away 
in Paris. So um, on my way back um, to London, I was on the Eurostar waiting for the train. And then I could see the conversation. And and before that, they said um, they wanted to use one of my songs. And the production team, they really liked me. And they said, oh, has she got one of her songs? And Leah sent them Alma Seca, which it was on my SoundCloud. And I recorded mm-hmm. it many years ago, which is something that I've been working on for ages. But mm-hmm. I haven't released it or anything. But they liked it and they approved it. So Ooh. when I was coming back to London, I had two days shooting in, on Killing Eve and that's when I found wow. out it was Killing Eve and I knew about it for a long time but I couldn't say anything to anybody because of legal reasons of course yeah so while the lockdown happened obviously um, Killing Eve was meant to be out end of April mm-hmm. yeah. so they moved it two weeks before so that's when I started thinking you know who am I going to work with or what label am I going to send it to and that's how I started talking with Strat Records and that's what happened and and then they were interested for me to make an album. So then I l- released Alma Seca, the single, and it was and it was um, out on the show on the 12th of April. And then my single came out in May. So everything happened during lockdown wow. like that. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's Amazing. a long story. Sorry. The show is so huge in America, in Europe. It's like it's so popular. It's so popular. Yeah, so well. huge. And and. The fact that it was such a big show and it happened just like that, I was very like, I couldn't, I could not believe it. And also where we were shooting in a huge mansion, yeah. And I saw Jodie Comer, the actress. She was yeah. right there, and you know, and we were. I was pretending being, you know, the 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 the, um, the wedding band. Yeah. I was the wedding band, you know, yeah. with the guys, you know. <laughs> And even the extras were asking me, so oh, is that your song? And I'm like, yes, it's my song. I wrote it 10 years I ago. I wrote you it know? 10 years ago, <laughs> but yeah. And, and, and there was a moment where I think we were having a break and I was going to the loose and they were shooting in the main hall. Yeah. And I could hear the director saying action and all, all I could hear was my voice. Really? With the music. And that was the moment that I just cried. I yeah. So I, I, I knew something big was going to happen, but I didn't know how it would happen. And also because you're scared as well, because somebody approves your song. But it's like, I was like, hope that's, you know, I hope they're still liking it. I hope that until I had to see it on TV in my house, I, you know, I could yeah. not believe it until that day. And wow. even till now, I still can't believe it happened. <laughs> Llévame al primer encuentro, llévame cuando me miraste, llévame cuando yo te conocí. Llévame al primer encuentro, llévame cuando me miraste, llévame cuando yo te conocí. Llévame al primer encuentro, llévame 
have very interesting background. Mm. You moved a lot, lived in different places in the world. Can you tell me a little bit of your bio? A little bit of my bio. So um, my history is um, basically um, I'm originally from the Congo. I'm Congolese. Mm -hmm. Um, It used to be called Zaire when I was born. Wow. The Congo was called Zaire. So from a really early age, uh, my parents traveled a lot. My dad... Uh, used to be a diplomat so Mm. when you're a diplomat you travel a lot like every four years and things like that so um, he began his career in Spain wow and that's how you know my mother moved to Spain and um, they were living in Madrid for a very long time when they were dating then they had my brother then they had me and my sister and then my younger brother and I have another younger sister was born in Brazil Um, Mm. so I've got a big family there so we moved to so my early years that I can remember, it was Argentina. So mm-hmm. that's where I spent my early years growing up in Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. When did you move there? Uh, we moved there in 1987, 87. so late mm-hmm. 80s, I'll say. So, so from when I was two, still, yeah. I was still like a baby. And before that, we were traveling all the time. And just like the way you described it, literally, that was our life, like always traveling. Um, but then when I was about two um we we just stayed in argentina from when i was two all the way till i was 13 14 um so i spent all my years there so my life was like um at home we we will speak um french and lingala lingala is a dialect that you speak in kinshasa and the rest of the congo as well Mm -hmm. there's loads of different languages by the way in africa is very rich with languages and tribes and things like that but lingala that's the main um, where you can talk and French as well, and in school I'll speak Spanish. Obviously, that it was Argentina, yeah. so we speak Castellano, and so it, I was always like a bilingual kid, like speaking both languages and also Lingala in between. So yeah. So how many languages do you speak? Because you speak so English. Is is English <laughs> came the late the latest one was English. So I speak four wow. speak four languages. Wow, that's impressive. Who I need that. So wow. that's actually. I mean, that's something that came to me. I mean, I w- now I'm thinking about you know making the effort to learn other languages, like my own effort, because this was just kind of like thrown at me, my life. Mm. and the way that I lived my life but um so that's how it was growing up and um Buenos Aires then I moved to London at 13 14 so Mm -hmm. think about it moving into London at that age where also um musically there were loads of things like for example like where I live in East London like where grime began Mm. you know um grime music and, and and garage and all this all this music coming from here and and so many different sounds, like reggae, whatever. Like so, it was so much, so much sounds since I was young that I was listening to. When yeah. I, whether it's Argentina and here, and yeah. obviously beginning my singing career in my early twenties, um, I got in love. I got involved with um, Afro-Peruvian music. So and also singing tangos and boleros. So uh, there's so much um, sounds that I've been exposed to, if that makes sense. And yeah. being like myself and my siblings, we, we are third culture kids. It's mm. basically you are, you grow, basically I've grown up in a culture that wasn't mine, mm. but I came from other, but then also went to live in another culture, which is here in the UK. Yeah, wow. So that's, 
that's a properly multicultural multicultural yeah. yeah yeah i can relate to that because i was born in poland when i was 18 i moved to italy lived there for eight years yeah. and then moved to london seven years ago so yeah and i've got a big part of my family lives in um australia so wow a mixture as well yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I i get that you kind of mm-hmm. at some point you uh you do always feel uh connected to your roots where you where you came from where you were born mm. uh, but then um i don't know your mentality changes but you, you can't fit your mentality to any existent uh model like i don't know um that my mentality is british or italian or polish yeah. it's just your own yeah and 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 just like what what you were saying to me earlier how you know me trying to find out um you know what i should be or whatever i spent many years in my 20s very confused yeah because i was like oh but i can do this but then i can do that and i can you know and and then then that that i i i I tried to control that i'll say because i thought how i'm gonna get out as an artist i was trying to analyze myself how can i what kind of artist should i be you know i like i like you know garage music and soul and r&b but also like you know latin music and then also i like congolese music so i'm a mixture of all that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and then i thought it's just acceptance and then i was like you know i'm all that and it's totally fine exactly you have to accept yourself and uh, be strong enough and mature enough to acknowledge that you don't have to follow others you yeah. are unique oh and dear. it's amazing to be unique but it takes guts to be yourself yes absolutely you put it out really well and and i was feeling like every time i, I felt like i couldn't fit in you know i've been through that thing and you know you know when in dance school like people when they knew i spoke spanish to be like oh my god you speak spanish and yeah they'll be very surprised and 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 sometimes I find it really hard to relate to people because I came from somewhere else and yeah. I was a teenager. You know, I'm getting emotional at talking about it. Aww. Because um, I think when I came to London, it was such a shock and a change. Yeah. That it took me years to, to, to adapt. Yeah. To adapt and to, um, you know, not only Argentina, but then also the fact that I am Congolese, that I didn't know much of my own country. Mm. And I love both countries, and I love where I'm from. I love being African. I love, I love my culture. You know, it, it is what made me the person that I am today. And I'm, you know, and then you know, just so many things in that that I felt because my parents obviously they wanted a better life for me and my siblings and things like that. And now being in London is a, such an exciting place because then you meet people. They're a little bit like I am, you know, people come from other places too <laughs> and other yeah. stories and you're like, yeah, I'm not alone. And, you know, there, there, is, there are a lot of Congolese people also that have grown up here that have that yeah. also that culture. They've grown up here, but they come from there or, or, or even with a lot of Latinos that I know that grew up here too or they come from here or they come from there and everybody else, German, Spanish, French. Yeah, so it's a lot, you know, and also in African diaspora, it's really, really big here too. There's people from everywhere, so it makes you feel like, okay, you're not really alone.
todo se desgasta, todo se rompe para que nazca lo nuevo. De la ceniza se levanta relevo, tiempo de cuarzo, tiempo de arena, tiempo libre y tiempo de condena. Y siempre riquiti y las campanas de la iglesia, esto que se fue, tiempo que ya no regresa. Tiempo que no entiende, tiempo que no espera, tiempo de lluvia y tiempo de pelea. Noches que pasan sin que nadie la vea, minutos que caminan, segundos que vuelan. What is your take on what is happening currently in Britain? Uh, is the culture welcoming enough from your perspective? Are there any things that should or could change? I think things can change. They mm -hmm. can change. I think there's still this um, fear of change. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, with, with here in the UK, we had like the Brex Brexit fiasco, for example, mm -hmm. at first. But um, with what happened recently with with the Black Lives Matter, I think is is um, is an interesting time. I think because people are really learning a lot of things that people didn't know, like white privilege, mm -hmm. and you know, anti-blackness or you know, racism, mm -hmm. like really strong, uncomfortable conversations that people sometimes don't have. You know, people don't want to talk about literally, mm -hmm. and that's something is a reality. You know, is a is a social reality, and it's a construction that's been in our society for such a long time that is ingrained so much in mm -hmm. our culture mm -hmm. in the Western world. You know, from like you know when you look at um, slavery, when you look at colonialism, mm -hmm. like for example, where I'm from in the Congo, we we had the colonialism or ancestors were taken away from Africa all the way to the Americas. Mm -hmm. So there's that, um, there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of things that there's been spoken on over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And this thing that happened during the pandemic is kind of like highlighted the issues that were always there. What happened to George Floyd happens all the time in America. Police brutality is a reality. Yeah. And I think, um, and that's a global issue because it happened in the UK. Also, it's happened in Brazil as well. I have friends that have been telling me about it, like, you know, yeah, but yeah, the States, but also in Brazil and mm -hmm. even more, Colombia. Mm. And I've been to Colombia and the way that um, the Afro-Colombians are treated is very, like, not, there's, n there's no equality there. Mm. There isn't one, you know. There's also there's still struggles as black people globally. Not I don't mm -hmm. want to blame one country or the other country. It's not like that. It's a global issue. Global problem. Global it's a global problem. And, and there's yeah. a huge, we're living in a white supremacy power. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, when you're talking about the patriarchy, white supremacy and capitalism, all of this are all connected with each other. And I feel like people some people don't really know what's going on and they need to learn you know yeah, yeah. it's about it's, it's it's been a time of learning discovering and 100%. also acknowledging things and 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 the things also that i i've heard a lot with the all life matters for example mm -hmm. yeah fair enough but all life cannot matter if black lives doesn't matter exactly. people are not trying to say just black lives matter it's just like you know what i mean it's just like black lives do matter Yeah. And it, it, the thing it, the thing people need to understand is that there is an attitude and there is this thing that there's this, there is this injustice that yeah. we're trying to fight and that's yeah. what's the bottom line. Yeah. I think lockdown helped mm. because uh you know before we were too much distracted with 
whatever was going on in our lives. Our lives were basically hectic. There was mm -hmm. always something on our agenda, uh, always something, an appointment where we had to rush to. But suddenly, Corona imposed on us that stillness. And then... That of, yeah, of seeing the issues that we have in our society that they've exactly. always been there. So when people say to you, or they say to, you know, they said to me, um, um, you know, uh, I have friends that they were concerned and they were like, I oh, hope you're okay and this and that. But like, I'm like, this is an issue that's always been there. Yeah. It's always been in our society. But it just comes up to the it surface. It comes to the surface now because nobody's going much to like their daily duties as we have to do in our daily lives and then people are screaming like yeah black lives matter for years yeah. when that campaign started but now it's really on full volume and i'm glad that it is because then we can make a change exactly. we need a change we need you know we need a change it's gonna take time but when you think about it if that can be introduced in the education system if children can be taught you know, history properly. And history is very complicated because mm -hmm. you really have to dig in the truth. Yeah. You yeah. know, but then we can give the truth to the children and in thinking about in a hundred years times or what, whatever, that can make a difference. And I think that's the bits that people, we, to make real changes, it needs to come into those things like going through the education, policies need to be changed, more representations that we need, more voices need to be heard. And I think now in social media, there are loads of groups like that that are talking about it globally. Like I see it also in Latin America as well. I see it also, you know, here in the UK and especially in, in, the, in the US. So there is this, there is this global um, movement. movement of voices, especially black voices and also allies. Because yeah. we all need to work together, but 100%. also... Um, you know, for the same common goal. And to reach that equality, we have to work harder. We have to listen to people. And do you think that music can help to heal that world trauma? I think music can heal always. Mm. Music can always bring people together. Yeah. Music, what it does is magic. It brings down all this crazy stuff. It brings you an emotion and, and it also inspires you. I think music, um, to me, always been a refuge of positivity, clarity, discipline, joy, so many things that makes me who I am today mm. as a as a round human being and also I feel like I'm a I'm a I'm a fighter for for also for everything, for equality, for women, for, for myself, for for everything that's good in life. I'm I'm I fight for all those things and I I feel like with music that's my space to do that. Her name is Zaire, and she lives in her own country. They came and invade her home, and they all saw their brother door. She hasn't got a place to sleep. She hasn't got a lot to eat. Corruption, the center of all reaction, and the arms that's supposed to protect her. And I ask myself, what is going
I've also heard that you received some pieces of advice from Paloma Faith. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me more about it. So that's a little story with Paloma. That was years ago. So um, this is maybe, I don't know if um, she even remember that, but it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's something that ha- I kept it with me for so many years, especially back in the day was MySpace days. And I used to... Um, you know, try to get up, you know, get my sound on and following other singers and yeah, yeah. study really hard. Yeah. And, you know, and Paloma was someone that I've discovered on MySpace. And this is way before she was famous. And I think she was still like, I think she was gigging around like in, fest- in the festival circuit. Mm-hmm. And um, I found her MySpace and I listened to her music and I thought she was absolutely awesome. And really, when I listened to that, I was like, oh my God, I love to do something like that too, you know? Mm-hmm. But I really really inspiring and this is way before she did an album this is when she had like her first ep mm-hmm. and uh bump into her on a hammers on the hammersmith and <laughs> hammersmith and city line <laughs> and i saw her and i was like this is paloma and i was like hi paloma and i spoke i would i was talking to her she was really nice like we were just chatting mm-hmm. and i said oh my god i heard your stuff online and i think you're awesome and she's like thank you and i said to her and i think at that time I just, I don't know whether it was early days with Wada, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think it must have been, but because she, you know, it was still early days, me gigging and stuff like that. And, and I was asking her, how, oh, what's your advice? What would you advise me? I'm just getting started with the bands and working. And she said to me, just write music, just write your music and see how people feel. That's what she said to me. Wow. And that stuck with me. And that's what I've been doing with my my music I've been trying to see what people feel and I hope that making this record people will feel something oh I'm I'm sure they will I'm sure they will <laughs> look you uh, I, I love your music thank uh, you so much I love Tiempo <laughs> oh thank you oh Tiempo that was, that's with Wada that's with Wada I love yeah. it. It's uh, sometimes you know I I do a lot of like fitness activities. So when I run, I love listening to. Oh, cool! <laughs> I have that to tell kick. that to the band. I have yeah. to tell that to the guys. That's an amazing track. So uh, Juanita, so, um, where people can find you to discover? So yeah, where can you find me? You can find me with Strat Records Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. I'm there. You can find me really easily there. And my name is Juanita Euka. Juanita spelled J-U-A-N-I-T-A. And last name is Euka, E-U-K-A. Euka, that's mm-hmm. it. And you can find me on um, Instagram. Um, I'm quite active on it sometimes, you know. I mean, I'm trying to be <laughs> healthy with, with oh. the whole Instagram <laughs> thing. But sometimes I get quite silly and, and post silly things. Or, or sometimes I put some inspirational um, you thoughts, know, thoughts yeah. and quotes and things like that. Or share music from other friends other people and yeah so you can find me there and on twitter i'm on sometimes but sometimes i try to mix it all together and i'm also on facebook i've got my facebook page there juanita elka music so yeah you can find me on socials and i also have my website as well which i need to update but i do have a website juanita (laughs) elka.com so that's about it (laughs) yes you're pretty much everywhere pretty much everywhere but yeah if you want to find my music strat records come to strat records yeah definitely oh juanita thank you so much for uh, coming and sharing your thoughts uh and i'm looking looking forward to uh, listening to your new record i just can't wait yeah yeah that's gonna that's hopefully will be out next year february 2021 so i'm spending the whole summer i think um 
working on it. So I will keep my eyes so, yeah. peeled on all the socials, <laughs> and as soon as it's out, I'll be, I'll be, I will try to be the first one probably. Yeah, I'll come to you. I'll come to you and and let you know when it's done, and it will be exciting. I, you know, we we're working towards it. It's an exciting time and um, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Juanita. And uh, best of luck for for the future. Thank and you. and please, please keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, Juanita. Thank you. Minutes, seconds, hours, weeks and days. Tengo tiempo para querer, tiempo para dejarte, tiempo para sentirte, pero nunca para odiarte. 